So uh, yesterday I was listening to my radio program, which is something I don't often do. Uh, but I arrived back in town a little bit early, had uh, a drive through meal, uh, a final cheat meal. I'm going to get back into a workout and fitness program. And I turned on Drew Grabo Live because I was very curious to see uh, how Soul Brother Kevin would interact with you guys. I knew Kevin would do a great job because I used to listen to his night show when we were on the same radio station in Orlando. He did uh, SBK Live, did a phenomenal job. I know he's a very good radio host. I wanted to see how he would step out from the sidekick role on Shannon and the Soul Brother into the host chair for Afternoon Drive. I think he's just a special talent. If I was giving him the Mel Kuyper, Todd McShay draft grade, I mean, that guy's a first-round draft pick. Totally agree. He makes every radio show better that he's on, and uh, I thought from what I heard, he interacted with you guys phenomenally. And when he went to break and said, I'm on the other side of this break, I'm going to tell you why I stopped smoking weed. I knew immediately what he was going to share with you guys because he told it to me privately uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I was locked and loaded. Even if I didn't know, I would have listened through the break just to hear what the news was. That's a good tease. Right. Phenomenal tease. Now, obviously, we like to make you laugh in the afternoon. Obviously, we want to entertain you. But because we are real raw radio, there will occasionally be uh, subject matter that comes from our real lives that is not always the most fun or the most hilarious to, to spotlight. Those things should be done sparingly to preserve impact. And I thought when Kevin shared the news about his need for a kidney donor. Some of the realest, rawest radio I've heard, not just on this station, but ever. I think it showed a great deal of courage to bring it to the airways. And I wanted to make sure that uh, we got Kevin on today so I could talk to him a little bit, tell him how proud I am of the job that he did on the show yesterday, and uh, see what we can do as his friends and coworkers uh, to support him and to see what we can do about finding my man a kidney. We welcome to the show the soul brother himself. What up, SBK? Hey, man, what's up, Drew? Welcome back. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate you keeping the seat warm for me. And again, I'll tell you publicly what I told you privately via text message is that I'm immensely proud of you. I knew you would kill it, and you did a phenomenal job, dude. I don't think I sat down the entire four hours. I think all of us stood up. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Sometimes I will do that as well, but uh, I'm now comfortable sitting while Seth stands. I'm still standing, SBK. Yeah, uh, Seth makes me nervous. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to my world. He is a uh, yeah. He is an intense, intense producer, but he makes every show that he is a part of a better radio show. He's got an uncanny knack for finding things that are worth talking about. Man, I'm still trying to get over how nice and um, everybody made me feel so welcome and so comfortable. I didn't even, I didn't even think for a moment that I'd never been on the air with the three of them before. But I felt like it was just, you know, it just felt good. Good, yeah, they're good people. I'm really lucky to be surrounded by uh, tremendously talented people who are also really nice people, uh, and I'm glad that they uh, that they were comforting to you uh, when you. Uh, when you went to break and you teased that, were, uh, tell me about your emotions as you were about to share your story uh, on the air, SBK. Okay, well, I really, I had, I didn't know that I was going to actually talk about it because I still have some things on the back end that I'm still trying to get in line before I really made the announcement. But I was going to talk about me not smoking weed anymore and how I, I was surprised that that actually was a good thing for me. Like, even besides this, it was just... But, I mean, let's be honest, I would have never stopped smoking. If this <laughs> I'm with you, dude. I'm just going to be honest. Exactly. So, but I was not going to go there. But then 
you know, I talked to my girl, I talked to my parents, just a couple of friends, and they were like, look, man, you might as well. It's going to come out sometime. And, and a couple people knew about it, and they started whispering about it. And I didn't want it popping up on the Internet. And like I said, um, you know, I was so I was so blown away that I had an opportunity to, to, to host your show and the huge platform. And I thought about it. I was like, probably the most people that have ever heard me are going to hear me today. So why not? Great response and uh, great decision on your part. We are talking to Soul Brother Kevin. He hosted the show yesterday, and uh, he is in search of a kidney donor. Uh, now, yeah. you mentioned yesterday uh, what the condition was uh, that you were diagnosed with. When did you start to suspect that you had something wrong there and decided to go to a doctor, Kevin? I've always, I've always battled with uh, high blood pressure and. I mean, like, like Drew, when we were working back at Real Radio, mm -hmm. when I first came back, man, I was like 265. Yeah. I've lost, I've lost over 100 pounds, and, I'm, and, I'm, um, and I was going to the doctor. I've always been on blood pressure medicine, but I went in to get an uh, annual physical, and they did some blood work, and they, they found protein in my urine. And that's a sign that your kidneys aren't functioning correctly. So the doctor did a series of tests. And then, and, and, and it's still blowing my mind how this wasn't diagnosed like years ago. But when I got diagnosed, when they caught the problem, I was at stage four kidney failure already. Wow. And it's called the silent killer for a reason because I'm in the best shape of my life. I, um, man, I'm wearing like, I'm wearing like size 32 jeans now. I haven't done that since I was like in, <laughs> I don't know, middle school. Right, right. <laughs> you know, like everything's good and everything. Like I, I go to the beach, I take my shirt off, and my girl tells me to put it back on for the <laughs> right reasons. I mean, everything was going great, man. And then um, my doctor says, well, look, you're not going to feel any symptoms. That's why they call it the silent killer. It's the loop. High blood pressure, damage the kidneys. Damaged kidneys cause high blood pressure. So um, I was told that they switched up my uh, my medicine and they were trying different things to try to preserve the life of my kidneys for as long as possible to avoid dialysis. And then, um, you know, I was thinking I had two or three years. I've been talking to a lot of people and, and, and then I go in and the guy's like, um, no, it's um, you're now stage five. They're getting worse mm. and we're going to have to prepare you for dialysis. But there's still hope. I mean, I go back to uh, the doctor on July 1st and I will that's the day that I'll find out if I have to um, go on dialysis but I'm preemptively gonna have to go see a vascular surgeon to get my arm prepared for the uh, dialysis man alive we were speaking with soul brother Kevin filled in for me yesterday while I was on vacation announced that he's in stage five of kidney failure and I heard that in order to do a donor, I learned yesterday, actually, uh, that there's a huge, uh, mar you know, that they have to mark up your tests and everything. You got to do about a $5,000 test just to see if one person has a suitable kidney for you. Is that the next step to start lining up people that you think might be a match? Um, that is definitely going to be the next step. But I'll tell you, um, insurance pays for most of that. So let's say you were dead broke and you felt like you were a match. It still, it wouldn't discount, it wouldn't disqualify you from... Um, you know, from, from being a potential donor. But the, the, the problem or the, the bad part about it, let's say I had 10 people that wanted to get worked up. Right. They don't work up people one at a time. I mean, they do it one at a time. They don't do it as a group and go, all right, now pick the best kidney. Right. You know, they don't do it like that. So it's kind of like, 
I work up one person, it may take a, a couple of weeks, and then, you know, and that may not be a match. Then you start over and you work up another person. Um, in the end, once I do receive a kidney, you're talking about being on anti-rejection medicine for the rest of your life, and that's going to be about $5,000 a month. Oh. Um, it, the, the, the fact that I have health care and uh, the fact that Obamacare passed, I mean, without Obamacare, I'd be, I'd, I don't know where, where I'd be right now, but... Wow. Um, my health care alone won't take care of all of this, and definitely people are going to really find out that my radio salary ain't going to take care of squat. <laughs> I so, hear you loud and clear on that one, Kevin. Uh, yeah, so I'm, um, I'm, I'm still optimistic. Good. You always are in every uh, in every aspect that I've ever known you. Uh, we would like to, we found, man, when we did our, our gelatin plunge for the Children's Cancer Center, we just decided on a whim to have uh, Seth and Kayla go downstairs on a Friday afternoon and sell pickles and lemonade, of all things. Uh, we were able to raise over, over $600 in cash in like an hour and a half of a rainy-ass Friday afternoon. So with your permission, uh, we'd love to bring back the pickles and lemonade sale uh, a week from tomorrow. Yes, I think that we should do our broadcast in the parking lot of the radio station next Friday. I agree. And, uh, Kevin, if you're comfortable with that, we'd like to start the kidney train of chugging and to see what we can do about uh, helping you offset some of the tremendous, enormous medical costs that you're about to undergo. Oh, man, that, that, that's awesome. I mean, if, I mean, I'd like to come down. I could, I could come down for that and sure. just kind of hang out. Please do. I mean, um, can I tell you that? Like I've just I've only been on the bone since October, and uh, this is something I haven't had a chance to even digest yet. Right, uh, Drew, man, I've had anonymous people, listeners of this show, sending me messages. I think the count is up to twelve or thirteen total strangers, people never tweeted me before, that want all the information on how they can be a potential donor, and I'm still I'm humbled by that. I'm I'm blown away. My family is is just. I mean, I, I kind of, I, I guess, uh, behind all of the laughs and the humor, I'm, I'm kind of freaking out. Sure. You know what I mean? And it's like I get a, I get a couple of hours to escape all of that. But, I mean, there's not a day that goes by that I don't think, you know, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? How, how is this going to work? Or, or, or how am I going to make it through it? But um, I'm just going to keep on doing what I'm doing. And I have a, I have a GoFundMe that I'm, that I'm setting up right now. I'm uh, in the process of... Uh, well, actually, I kind of have it together. What's holding it up? I, I'm trying to take a decent picture. <laughs> I wanna, I wanna, you know, but anyway, I'm gonna maybe maybe with my shirt on would help more. I don't know. I don't, you gotta have a good picture. Sad. Yeah, I, I think, don't know. I mean, should just smile. No, I mean, what should you do? Don't smile. I think try to look as uh, as hauntingly desperate as possible. Yeah. I think that's what's going to inspire people to a call to action, probably. Well, I put a picture, I put a picture, I think I, the first picture I'm putting up is me and my dog. All right. So I'm like, if people don't like me, maybe they'll like my dog. <laughs> Damn, that dog owner deserves some credit. All right, here's the thing. Uh, you know, I told you when I first came to work here, you and I would text about how different of a culture it was over here, how this radio station forms a bond, not just with all of us who work here, but with the people who listen. It's like, remember Real Radio in its heyday when we would party with listeners all the time and you do events where... People would just be hanging out, and that was a, there was that great feeling of camaraderie. Uh, Tampa, it's just on a different level, man. The people who listen to our shows here seem to genuinely care about us as people and vice versa, man. And uh, I know that you've experienced it since November, and I look forward to seeing the Tampa Bay community of radio continue to wrap their arms around you, man. 
And you know, when you told me that, I laughed and I didn't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but now you're experiencing it and it's absolutely true, isn't it? It's awesome, man. I mean, to have someone that doesn't even know you and, and they're just like, hey, I just spoke with my, my entire family and we've decided that if I'm a match, I'd like to give you a kidney. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Like, I'm blown away, man. So, I'm, you know, I got a lot of uh, well wishes yesterday and um, I'm returning all the tweets that I can and I'm trying to get everything together so I can, um, so I can start this fight, man. All right, man. Well, listen, when you're done retweeting those people, let us know, and then Gio will uh, stop muting you on Twitter because he said today that uh, he muted you because of that. Uh, I'm, I'm just crazy. Having, I'm having some fun. Uh, but listen, <laughs> thank you very much for, for uh, A, taking great care of my show, B, joining us on the phone today, and C, uh, being a friend to me throughout these years, man. I'm proud to know you, and there are a lot of people who hold you in a high regard in this company, and uh, we're, we're proud to stand behind you and support you on your journey, Kevin. Hey, man, the feeling is mutual, Drew. You've always been there for me, and you still, you saved me $3,000. I appreciate it. Hey, anytime, man. I'll tell, uh, tell my friend. Did, yeah. did he say that yesterday about broadcasting school? He told the story. Happy to do it, man. Well, Kevin, have yourself a good right. afternoon, dude. We'll hear you tomorrow on Shannon and the Soul Brother. And we'll see you next Friday. We'll see you next Friday, homie. All right. L-O-D. Fangus. It's our new thing. I gotta tell him I muted him on Twitter. He thought you were joking. Okay, good. Oh, I thought Drew was joking. Yeah, but I wasn't joking. No, I really did. I'm sorry. He muted him on Twitter. There's a lot of So next Friday, we're doing lemonade and pickles again. Oh, yeah. My world famous lemonade. <laughs> Your world famous crystal light. I it was not crystal light. There was fresh lemons in that. I think we're gonna need five times the amount of pickles and lemonade that we had for our first pickles and lemonade sale. Yes. Maybe we can add fudge to the mix, like around the corner. Around so the corner, that's where it's made. And maybe a little milk, milk. Yeah. With the lemonade. All right, Kayla, we'll, we'll handle gathering all this. I'm just trying to throw okay. some ideas know, out there. I know, Gio. I know. You, I mean, no, we, we're trying to raise money for SBK, and you guys handle the sexual innuendo. The, the greatest visionaries of their time were scoffed at. It only makes sense. <laughs> Abe, what's up? Welcome to Drew Garabo Live. How are you, Drew? I am good, Abe. Thank you for making it. How are you? <laughs> Absolutely wonderful. You know, we're big fans, and I know I'm not going to give you the re- I was embarrassed to actually ever Abe. call, and I'm one of your biggest fans, but... What you did yesterday, I, and I was just talking about you and the guys and Kayla. To my son, I'm constantly talking about your shows. Cause I said, as soon as we open up our restaurant, we're going to advertise with Drew. So he's been starting to bowl at Pin Chasers. And we were just talking about it, and I said that you guys go there with Kayla. Well, I guess you went to Culver's yesterday, and you just made my son's day. And I, I don't mean to put where you are, like, I can, yeah. Oh, my God, no, <laughs> that, wait, that was, that was your son that I met? He told the story to us before. Absolutely. You took a picture with him, and he was—he he called me. He was like, Dad, Dad, you're not going to believe it. It was Drew. I knew it. <laughs> Dude, that was so funny. I was waiting for my food there, and uh, and this guy goes, uh, radio. And I was kind of—I kind of looked around, and he goes, the bone. And I looked at him, he goes, that's you, isn't it? And I said, yeah. He goes, you're. And I said, yeah. And he said, Drew Garabo. And I said, yeah. And he followed me out of the store, and he wanted to take a picture to send to his dad. Super nice well, kid you got there, yeah. man. What, what a, oh, man. Great kid. Wonderful. Great Thank kid. Thank you. He's, he's sharp. And uh, and I recall, I forget how many months ago you tried some kid beef. We're Lebanese, and we're opening up a Lebanese restaurant over here on Fowler. So as soon as we're opened up, we'll invite you and the guys to come try our kid beef. Oh, it's man. I don't know if I'm ready to try raw goat again, but, I'll, <laughs> if, but if I do, you'll be my guy, Abe. Thanks for the call, hey, dude. Hey, absolutely. Have a good day. Thanks, guys. You too, Raw goat. Lamb, I think, actually. I have a goal to raise between three and five grand for SBK next Friday. You think we can do that? Three and five K? I think we can do it. Lofty goal. 
I just think that there's going to be a ton of support for him. I'm glad he's going to be here for it. We raised $600 for the Children's Cancer Center. We didn't have a lot of promotion. We really talked about it that day, and we did really well. I think with a lot of promotion and SBK coming down, that should be no problem. I would love that to happen. Three to five? Three to five grand. That's my goal. I would love to get five grand for SBK. God, that would be huge. I would feel tremendously uh, tremendously validated if that happened. Uh, a tweet from your wife. From doing hot breaks with Festival Tucker to crying in my cubicle. What a roller coaster Drew Garabo Live is. It really is, isn't it? I love SBK. I wish he, he loved me as much as I love he him. He does. He does. He does. He, te- <laughs> he texts me about you. He loves you. He's, he's one, of my, one of my favorite people. He always has been. Uh, when I was um, waiting for my son to be born, I knew that my life was going to change. Uh, we didn't announce my wife's pregnancy on the air because we, I was prosecuting a stalker at the time, and the less information I gave out about my personal life, the happier I was. So my son was born, no real issues, um, pretty rough childbirth, to be honest with you. My wife had some tearing to the third degree. So, uh, you know, if the doctor ever says we should do an episiotomy, I would encourage him to go ahead and do the episiotomy or whatever it's called because they they snip down there. Uh, She she dealt with it afterwards, and we had a healthy baby boy, or so we thought. Um, Seven months into his life... uh, you know, long story short, he was at the doctor for just a cold. Doctor did some poking around and felt something hard on his uh, on his right side in his abdomen. We were admitted to the radiology department of uh, the Arnold Palmer Hospital for Children and Women, where they did a CT scan and found a tumor about the size of a grapefruit. Um. It completely enveloped one of his kidneys, uh, rendering him with only one working kidney from the time he was born. He's only a couple months old at this point? Seven and a half months old. Wow. Couldn't understand anything. Um, And at that point, my my life just changed. You know, I I knew best case scenario, my son would have one kidney for the rest of his life. Worst case scenario, which what they were telling me was that it would be a cancerous tumor. They said that most of the tumors in that situation uh, were what they called a Wilms tumor, which were, which was cancerous. They said they were probably going to have to give him chemotherapy for the next couple of years. They said, you know, best case scenario, we can save his life or at least prolong his life for a little bit. And this was right after I had been through the most amazing experience of my life 12 years ago today, childbirth, you know, my... Uh, my life changed. I stopped living for me as much, and I started living for someone else. And to go through the joy of childbirth and then the tragedy of thinking that your kid has cancer seven and a half months later, uh, it was overwhelming. And the people who rallied around me, uh, the people who supported me, the people who looked out for me, uh, helped me get through it all. And there's not a day that goes by when I don't think how lucky I am to have a son um, on his birthday uh, which is today, uh, I always think how lucky I am to have my son experience another birthday. You know, it's uh, I have a great amount of respect for parents. I have a great amount of appreciation for people who put their kids first. And I consider myself the luckiest guy in the world because I get to experience joy with my son. I get to experience pride. Um, there are times when I get frustrated because he doesn't always listen to what I say, which is perfectly normal. 
Um, but there's not a June 18th that goes by when I don't think how friggin' lucky I am. And one day, maybe he's going to need a kidney transplant. Maybe one day that kidney will fail and he'll need mine, which is why I'm holding on to it. Um, but you know, I know he's not listening right now. He probably isn't listening. He's on vacation with my parents still. Um, I wanted to try to get him on the phone. Um, I'm not sure this will work. If this doesn't, All right, you too. Thank you. If this doesn't work, Seth, okay. then I apologize. I love you, bud. All right, you too. I have a birthday present for him. Do you? Yeah. What? $16. Can you give it to him for <laughs> no, me? No, he, do, he doesn't need your money. What? He does not need your cash. Help him start his YouTube foundation. PewDiePie, come on. Yeah. Just get the Xbox One. Get a game. I got a Mortal Kombat X. Let's get him another one. He's got plenty. He's got Assassin's Creed. Fatality. It's great. Hi, Mom. Hi, how are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you very much. How are you? Good. We're at the Columbia restaurant. Do you want to speak to the birthday boy? Well, I would certainly love to. Thank you. Sure. Hold on just a minute. Thank you. 1905 salad. There's a Columbia restaurant up in... Hello? What up, bub? Oh, hi, Dad. Happy birthday. Thank you. You're very welcome. What are you guys doing? Uh, we're just eating at the Columbia restaurant. That's cool. What are you getting? I'm getting the shrimp... Shrimp Supreme. Shrimp. Sorry, I can't speak right now. Shrimp Supreme. All right, very nice. Sounds pricey. Yeah, it's basically, it's basically big shrimp wrapped in bacon. Oh, look at you! You're living it up on and, your birthday. And fries. And what fries? And fries. Oh, of course. Yeah. Well, good. Well, listen. The reason I'm calling is uh, because we uh, we were talking about uh, my friend uh, Kevin that I work with. Um, he is uh, in need of a kidney transplant. And I'm not I'm not looking for you to donate your one working kidney, uh, but uh, I I just I, I talked about the story on the radio about how when we find out found out that you know you had a tumor on one of your kidneys and how you had it removed when you were seven and a half months old, and it just made me realize on your birthday how lucky I am to still have you in my life. And um, you know I just wanted to call and uh, and tell you that I know I'm going to see you later on tonight, um, but I just wanted to tell you now that uh, you know no days go by. Well, I don't think how lucky I am to have you, but especially every birthday. Uh, I felt this way on your second birthday, on your fourth birthday, on your seventh birthday. I feel it on your 12th birthday, and I hope to feel it again on your 15th, your 16th, your 21st, your 30th, and every birthday from here on out. Uh, you, you make me tremendously... And I hope you do as well. Oh, thank you. Uh, you. You make me tremendously proud of you. You're an amazing child, and uh, I, uh, I can't express to you how lucky I am to have you as, uh, to be your dad. So I love you, buddy. Thank you for the compliment. <laughs> <laughs> You're very welcome. Are you uh, are you enjoying the uh, the Xbox One? Yes, I am actually. Well, good. All right. Well, then uh, I'm going to head your way after. This. Oh, Seth has uh, sixteen dollars. Well, for no, you. Xander. Just so you know, happy birthday. First of all, second of all, I have a present for you. It's five hundred dollars. But your dad said that you don't need any money, so he doesn't want me to give it to you at all. So I apologize for that. What is it? <laughs> no, no, I got $500 I wanted to give you, but your dad said I shouldn't give you money for your birthday, so he wants me to hold on to it. Where'd you get the money? Which what? Where'd you get the money? Where'd you get the money? Oh, oh, wow. <laughs> Don't you worry about that. The money is clean and untraceable. <laughs> Go ahead, Drew. Let Seth give him the $500. No, no, no. I don't I don't think we need to do that. Uh, no, but- I, I, I don't want the drug money. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been telling him about me? <laughs> I'm 
about the neighborhood pusher. Oh, my God. Uh, well, okay. Well, enjoy your bacon-wrapped shrimp, and uh, I'm going to head your way immediately after the show. I got some surprises for you for a birthday. We're not going to give you all your presents yet. I'm going to wait till your party on Saturday to give you most of your presents, but I am bringing a couple with me tonight. All right. All right, you too. <laughs> All right. Well, enjoy your uh, enjoy your dinner, and uh, tell uh, tell mom, dad, uh, Judy, Ryan, Jack, and Will that I said hello, and I look forward. All right, you too. <laughs> I look forward to seeing everybody in a couple hours. Okay. All right. Who played that song, by the way? That's uh, Gio that did that. Dang it, Gio. Thank you for the compliment. Forget the past. <laughs> forget the past. Uh, oh, forget yeah. and forgive. Thank you for the compliment. And there's, uh, there's, uh, there are two people here, uh, two guys who want to wish you a, ha- a happy birthday. Uh, do you know who they are? Okay. Yep, I love you, bud. They, they, they are D's nuts. Yes, that's right. Uh, well, enjoy your birthday dinner. I love you, bud, and I'll talk to you soon, okay? All right, you too. <laughs> I love you too, Dad. I'll talk to you later, okay? All right, you too. <laughs> I'll see you. All right, you too. Bye, bye. Bye. Shalom, my friends. Are you still listening? Good. It's the True Cropo live hidden track of the day. Kisses, Bay. All right, 97X Tampa Bay's new rock alternative, The Morning X with Drew and Seth. Uh, the Reverend B. Dangerous makes a repeat appearance on the show. My first time meeting the Rev. Yeah, I think this is the third time we've had him on the morning show, Drew. Uh, tell me what it is that you do and uh, what you're all about, Reverend B. Dangerous. What I do is basically inflict inflict massive amounts of pain upon myself to where it's like taking power drill shoving them in my nose Oof. uh picking suitcases up with my nipples oh uh shoving my face in glass and uh, having a motorcycle run over the back of my head <laughs> jesus man uh, <laughs> put a cinder block on my crotch and a oh. girl breaks it with a sledgehammer hey rev is there anything that you will not do or you've tried everything that's come your way I won't eat avocados. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's got their limits. It's a superfood from what I'm hearing. It I'm is, commercials. I hear. You know, I'll, I'll eat glass and Madagascar hissing cockroaches, but avocados, no way. Guacamole, it's disgusting. Little oogie, gotcha. And uh, how many times have you had to go to the hospital, Rev? Who goes to the hospital, man? With <laughs> super glue, you just, like, one time I ripped my nipple off. Oh! Uh, do you have? Do you still have the nipple? I or? still have it. Well, okay. that's how I, I had to get it back on. Okay. I, you know, I stood up, and half the crowd's about passed out, and the other half <laughs> screaming. Yes. And I noticed that I'm standing straight up, and I'm like, and I don't feel any pain, any pull on my chest. I'm like, that's not right. And I look down, and there goes my nipple sitting on the floor oh. with the ring, and all. So I just picked it up, took some super glue, put the super glue on, shoved it back on. Oh. So you know, now we have yeah normal nipple. Okay. Right? Yeah. Right? That's right? normal. You have the meatball nipple. How old were you, Rev, when you started getting into this stuff, and when did you realize that this was your calling to inflict pain upon yourself for others' amusement and entertainment? First time I met women. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Rev, do you need Drew's help with anything? He was talking off the air how he really wants to assist you with uh, the things you're going to perform today. You know what? I do need Drew's help. Okay. But I'm not going to let him know what he's going to do. All right. (laughs)
You're a dick, Kushner. You can't, you can't do this, Drew. <laughs> I want Danielle to be the lovely assistant. I'll pass out. I gotta host this show. Okay, yeah. I can't I, inflict pain upon people. I have to help you host this show. I just gotta stay over here too. Right. I, I inflict enough emotional pain on people on a daily basis. I can't do physical too. I'll feel like a horrible human being. All right, Danielle, let's get this party started. Then you guys uh, do what you're gonna do, and uh, we've got the Reverend B. Dangerous here again. He'll be appearing at FetishCon. Are you uh, also appearing somewhere else in Ebor? You said, Rev. I sure am at Czar Saturday night. Excellent. It's gonna be freaky. It is gonna oh, yeah. be freaky. He's uh, by the way to set the stage. Uh, he's dressed in a. a a pseudo clown carny kind of red and white vertical striped uh, coat with a Rev B Dangerous wife beater underneath, uh, bloody and uh, makeup uh, covering his face in a dark and bloody hue. It's a good look for the Rev. It really is. Not a lot of people could pull that off, but you definitely do. It's a good look for you. Thank you. Thank you. You're very well. I work really hard on my makeup. He's <laughs> a very sexy man. Uh, so go ahead and uh, tell us what you're going to do and uh, and let's get this done. You ready? Yep. All right, then. Oh, God. All right, here comes the pain. All right. What is he grabbing? He's got a power drill. That's a drill. Oh, boy. So Jesus. I, I, can you, do you watch this when he does this stuff? Uh, some of it. Okay. <laughs> so what? you see like this. You have to describe it for the listeners, Drew. You have to watch. Okay, there's touch a drill. Real, touch the drill bit. It's a real, real drill. drill. Relax, drill. Drill. It's a real drill. It's a real drill. I verified. That is a real All drill. Right. He's drilling into his nose. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. He's drilling into his He has the drill buried all the way in his nose. All right. The drill is all the way in the Reverend's nose. It's so good to have the Rev back. Right. You, you got to uh, take this out now. Oh, my God. Uh, Dan, all right. Don't. I don't know. Uh, stop. Get, be, all right. Then you need be, to get away from me. Rip it out. Dan, all right. Where do I go? Do I just push it? Pull the trigger. Yes. Pull the. No. Ah, pull the trigger. Don't do it slow. Ah. Oh, Jesus. Ah. 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 <laughs> Want to lick? Oh, the, the oh, he's sucking his own blood off the drill bit. Oh my God, Almighty! Why? Oh my God! This is oh. quality entertainment right here. Oh. oh my God! So he. Oh boy, here's the hammer. Is there that we a go. So now you have a nail. So he's got a hammer and a nail. Garabo, you have to look at this. I'm trying. Watch. I'm trying. Watch, Garabo. Okay, he's got the nail and he's oh. he's hammering a nail into his nose. Reverend, Jesus, man. Oh my God, why? Why? Why are you doing this to me? It's for the ladies, Drew. It's for the ladies. You have to tap it in. Oh tap Jesus, it in. no! Tap it in. Do it, Daniel. Tap it in. Oh my gosh, bless. Oh, oh I did it! I did it! It's done. Daniel nailed his nose. Oh my. All right. There's a nail all the way up his right nostril, dude. All right. Nope. Now he's gonna oh pull it out. my gosh, please don't. Ow! Don't make me do it! <laughs> ah! oh! Rip it! Oh! Ah! Oh, she pulled it out with the, with the hammer. Oh, why? Why? God. What have I done to deserve this? So, yes, sir. Is this the kind of reaction that you love when people are horrified, they're on the floor, they're coughing, they're going to throw up? You like that reaction? I love that reaction. <laughs> it is the best thing when somebody's passed out and they get passed out to you. It looks like a crucified Jesus coming through the crowd. They're so limp. What do you think, Drew? Have you ever seen anything like this? Never in my entire uh, 32 years of existence <laughs> well, have I ever seen a man. I see. He's got a screwdriver. screwdriver. A regular flathead. Oh, screwdriver right in right up there. Oh, oh my God. God. Can we talk to you while you have the screwdriver yeah, in your oh, nose? Yeah, see, what we're going to do is you pick a side and we're going to play roulette. Watch it spin. Oh, my God. <laughs> He's spinning it. Oh, my God. Now, what do you get when you put a screwdriver in your nose? I give up what? A plunger. You guys know. This is the greatest guest of all time, so ladies and gentlemen. Know. Reverend B. Dangerous, you're welcome for setting it up. Oh. He is 
he is putting everything in his mouth that he takes out of his nose to clean it off. Drew, how do you feel right now, Drew? Traumatized. Like, I've been through war. I mean, you've been at radio a long time, yeah. 37 years. I, I mean, know. have you ever seen anything like this? The only thing that comes close is seeing the 540-pound Tiffany Cushenberry on top of me. <laughs> uh, and uh, this uh, this dwarfs that by comparison. Well, I'll calm down a little bit. Okay. We'll go for the sex part of this. Okay. Show. You going to snort the, the condom? Yes. Okay, cool. So, you take a condom like so. Oh, and, that's huge, Rev. Are those and, yours? Yes. Okay, wow. Congrats. Can't you tell? I mean, <laughs> Reverend. Now, guys, you know, what this would really, if you're trying to go towards the back no-no areas. Yes. Um, lubrication. Okay. Okay. Lubrication. Very important. So, sure. Sure. Let's watch. Sure. Oh, my God. Left the room. I think he's throwing up in the trash can. Oh my god, he pulled the whole thing through his nose. <laughs> Seth, do you want this? That's what got to you. Oh, ref. Oh, ref. That's what got to you is him, but you can handle him nailing a nail into his nose, but yeah. you can't handle him pulling a condom Look, through his man, nose and mouth. I don't argue with what my body reacts to, okay? Oh my god. That was unreal. Nikki's oh videotaping her. She's about to. She's about to get sick. Oh, she's gonna throw up. He snorted a condom through his nose and then pulled it out through his mouth.